Welcome back to Aldi's Mummy and Me series podcast, where we are discussing life and parenting and the world and all the things that we don't know. I hope you've been enjoying it. Uh, thanks so much for your lovely feedback and your input. And today's input is from the magical, the glorious, the glowing Angela Scanlon. She's a broadcaster, presenter. She's a jewellery designer. She is another Irish mammy like myself. She's a ledge. Angela Scanlon. Well, congratulations. Thanks. On I'm everything. On your show. You launched another little baby recently. Your jewellery line. Obsessed. Yes. Loving it. What you're wearing Thank at all you. at the moment. Love it. Congratulations. And you've got another little munchker on the way. Another little munchker. Yeah. How are you feeling? Actually, grand. I mean, I have on occasion had to stop a taxi and puke. But ordinarily, Fine. Good. Actually, I mean, I'm definitely bigger than I was at this point when I was pregnant with Ruby. But, and I'm, you know, ro- yeah, rolling. Do you do the yeah. noises all the time? Oh I forget, it get really noisy. Like the <sighs> old lady noises. Yeah, involuntary yeah. moaning. Yeah, but then I am technically a geriatric oh, listen. pregnancy. <laughs> Just so, apparently they don't use that term anymore. Yeah, it wasn't like, bandied around this time for me. I don't know if it's mature, do they say mature or something mature like that? Mature rock and older chicks. Yeah, That's exactly. the, the new term. Badass bitches. <laughs> Badass older moms. <laughs> yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, fine. I'm hoping to do a home birth. Have you done this before? No. So how do you, how do, how do you feel? Obviously, like, really good about really it. Really excited. <laughs> good. I haven't nailed down the details as of yet. And Roy's a little worried about <laughs> resi- floors. <laughs> yes. But they're wooden. It's oh, fine. God, <laughs> um, and apparently someone brings a bath. Uh, so, so you get into you get into a bath. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Well, cause so I did it like with a midwife. I did it. I did it with a midwife yeah. last time. And but when I went to the hospital, everything kind of slowed down. I didn't really realise I'm quite scared of hospitals for whatever reason. I've really? never really spent very much time in a hospital, mm. so maybe that's why. Or maybe I remember it from being a baby. I don't My know. God, imagine. I mean, I, I think you had like full thing. memory of being inside the womb and being born. <laughs> but apparently that's a thing. Like you might not cognitively remember it, but your body remembers it. And I was born a couple of weeks early. So I would was in a little hot cot. So maybe as like a brand new being, I was separated from my mom and was like, what <gasps> is this fresh hell with that all these so lights? sad. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not just unique to me. I, 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 I sometimes do think about if you had... Now, you pro- you do, I'm sure, at a cellular level like that, yeah. have a memory of it. But imagine you were as cognizant as you are now uh, and you were in there for nine months. Can you imagine the oh claustrophobia? I, insane. Terrifies. Yeah, and you're like, babe, I told you about the spices. I gave you violent heartburn as a warning. Kicked you in the kidneys and you're many times. you're still on the sriracha sauce. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't like being... I don't know, trapped in a plane. Maybe it reminds me of being trapped in my mom. Even though, thank you to mum for making me, but imagine, and and as well, upside down for like three months. When do they engage? No idea even what that means. I think that's when, oh no, engaging, I think is... Well, when the head is ready to go. But when, like when, like how is that I don't know. I have an app right now that shows me visuals on like the general position. Okay, and so where is it? So, at? you know, there was a kind of like straight out kind of, she like looked pretty comfortable. This is now the situation. Ideal, we're in. ideal. You know, like a bit of room. Eating toes. <laughs> Sitting upright and, there's, and it's roomy. <laughs> yeah, it's roomy. Yeah, it doesn't feel roomy when she's 
belting me at night, like quite lively. What is the story? Is it? Oh, yeah. I think it's because you're walking around and you're rocking them to sleep during the day. They're like yummy, and yeah. then you go to bed and they're like, "Sorry, whoever's out there, could you could you put on the, like the manual rock switch?" You're like, "I was actually planning on maybe getting eight hours skip." <laughs> yeah, forget about that. How are yeah. you with no sleep? Hideous. Like it actually is the thing that gives me the most anxiety in the world is like, and I used to have quite bad sleep and then I became really evangelical about my sleep hygiene. Yes. And I am a princess without sleep and it's, it's not good. It, I actually, I mean, because obviously sleep deprivation is. I think it incrementally grows into a monster. So I, I can do it for a while mm. and I think I'm managing um, really well and I'm managing appallingly badly. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm on a, and like I'm a thread who, that's literally like pulled unraveling and unravel and then and then <laughs> unravel kind of unraveling but also highly taught at the same oh, time oh yeah okay okay sorry, <laughs> sorry. stop ruining my metaphors <laughs> I just I just spoke too soon I'm sorry it's fine you were trying to help me out no, um, uh, yeah I, I I feel like I can I'm grand for a while and then I look back and I'm like oh that poor poor person as in me and everyone else who had to be be with me um, do you know what I re- read somewhere and I think it heard like scientific fact based on like years and years of uh, scientific research but I don't know if this is true or not that back in caveman times that there were day people and night people because the night people obviously had to keep watch so lions would not eat you me yeah guys I got you (laughs) (laughs) that's what I do I feel nervous at the idea of you being the night watcher exactly not gonna lie exactly (laughs) snacking like checking you know emailing people back checking in (laughs) playing with Sylvania families (laughs) yeah Exactly. Creating elaborate setups for Instagram. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 guys, I'm looking. I am. I'm watching. I'm watching. Time we've got this under control. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I think that that's what it is, which is not great when you have a kid. Because you know, they it's not like quite exactly. But also, it's because we're all kind of like squeezed into this same mold where we have to all behave in the same way, get up at the same time, go to school, finish school, dinners at this time. Dada. It's like one timetable fits all. We're all like wildly different humans. So, yeah. and I mean, maybe that's an absolute luxury to believe that you can go to school at 10pm. I mean, there's nobody there. So I get that. But it does make sense that we're on on different... Yeah clocks, you know, and I think you can train yourself out of that. But if you can kind of figure out a way to, you know, honour that a bit. I guess you have to or else they come to your door and say your kids are not in school. (laughs) Guys, I'm not a morning person, okay? (laughs) We've signed up for night classes. (laughs) I think it takes me by surprise every week that everything is as ordered as it is. And I think that's coming from somebody who I don't really have a, a huge amount of control and order in my working life routine routine yeah yeah how do you, i mean nothing what's that zero <laughs> how do you zero manage routine. that how do other people manage that because i think loads of other people get really frustrated with me but i'm like this is the way it is i know and i so this is the thing i have had never had a you know real job and i always was like yeah i'm just that's not for me you know the idea of 9 to 5 or getting not even 9 to 5 like even you know the idea of of doing a radio show every day fills me with dread. I'm like, what? That's basically a real job. It's exactly the opposite of why I signed up for this. Yeah. And so I, I, I don't know whether that makes me commitment phobic. I don't know, but the, that makes me feel very hemmed in. Yeah. Anything that's kind of, uh, Routine. Routine and structured. So I resisted that at all costs. And actually, it was quite detrimental, I think, because 
you know, I would talk myself out of, oh, no, I can't go to this class on a, you know, Tuesday because I could be away next Tuesday. There's no point in signing up for that. And so all of the kind of things that actually I needed and that were good for me were kind of, you know, discarded. I can't make a plan. I can't make a plan and I certainly can't stick to a plan. And then when the pandemic happened, I was like, this is mental because... It was kind of, you know, the the day stretched in front of me. There was I didn't have to be gone at six yes. AM or back at whatever time or overnight somewhere. And weirdly, I really, really enjoy the routine. And Roy, my husband, is the opposite. Like in a slightly problematic way in that he really Sorry, really loves a routine like yeah, really I loves a routine and gets kind of itchy when he's not in routine. And so I would always roll my eyes at the boring kind of you know monotony of yeah. this routine but actually it there's something about and you know I don't know whether it's like some philosopher routine sets you free or something like that and he would always say this to me that actually if you create a bit of structure then you can kind of actually be free whereas in my mind I'd created this sense that I was free but I wasn't free to do yeah. anything because I didn't have any sort of um boundaries I suppose and and then I remember thinking I had it I had a diary but it was a work diary and nothing else like in my personal life was was in this diary because it was like controlled by my agency. So I'd look at my diary, what am I up to tomorrow? But if I had plans to meet you for dinner on a Thursday and yeah. then they saw in this work diary that I couldn't like add yes. to that, oh, Thursday, she's free. Yeah, she can do a travel on Thursday for filming on Friday. Then I'd be like, oh, sorry, Amy. I'm, oh. I, I've just got to go. And so there was no kind of, I didn't protect any of the like personal kind of things. Um, and so I've been working on changing that. How do you do that? Do you ring them and go, guys, I am meeting Amy at 7.30? Like, do, do you, you know have a joint what? diary? A joint? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Um, so no, but I have to literally, because <laughs> they don't trust people to input because you could just like accidentally get rid of something and then not arrive where you're supposed to be. So I just have to go, oh, can you pop in, you know, dinner with Amy on Thursday? And then if something comes up. Are we up, going to dinner on Thursday? I think we should. <laughs> okay, good. It's in my diary. Okay, okay perfect. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm looking forward to that already. Um, what was it? Yeah, I think I identify with that quite a lot. And I feel like I've got this weird dichotomy that goes on in my brain where I love the excitement of not knowing what's going on. But yeah. then I kind of crave a little bit of routine. And I crave routine actually now for the kids because yeah. it's not they kind of have to. Mm-hmm. And it's funny what you were saying because I, I completely identify with that. That you kind of have to. Routine is good because it, then you get to, to mentally close the boxes in your head or else a lot of them are open at the same time. All the tabs, all, all the time. All the tabs, yeah. like overloaded in the brain. Totally. And then you're free technically yes. because there's no routine. But in that, it's kind of like a panicky, slightly yeah. manic freedom. So there's no real, I think it's like a presence thing, isn't it? You're like, I don't really know where I'm at. And that kind of illusion that you're your own boss and you're doing your own thing, but actually there's no space. And I think that's the thing. It was that sense that there was no kind of space in a day because you haven't kind of, you know, scheduled that. I guess it's funny because I um, interviewed Peter Stringer on the show the other day and he was talking about the discipline around scheduling things. And, you know, for him, that's more around workout and fitness and stuff like that. But I think a lot of the time we we don't. We schedule work things and then we don't schedule the things that we need on a personal level. And I think now you probably do need to go, I'm doing that at that time. It's literally in that diary and it's non-negotiable. Otherwise, it's always the thing that slips and then everything kind of 
slips, I think. No, and I and I think it's okay to recognise the little things that you need to do for yourself instead of seeing it as a bad thing. I start yeah. to put in, like, my husband loves a joint diary. Yeah. I mean, not so much because we I just find it more... You like a file of facts, don't I you? I love it. I love, like, <laughs> writing things down, like, in a diary. Yeah. And then I know what's happening. So then I have to do a double entry, which... <laughs> which is really hard for me, Andrew, because I have to do double time on that. Oh, no. I have to put in the digital one, yeah. write it in the physical one. Um, but it definitely helps. But I, I, and all of Brian's stuff is in there, which is brilliant, so I can see, but mine not so much. So then it takes him by surprise when I'm going for dinner You're with gone. Angela. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in the diary. It's not happening, Amy. Okay. It's in Angela's agent's diary, Brian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you link and up honestly, with that? that's the most important. She invited you. <laughs> she okay. invited you too. If you didn't see I'm it, it's busy. your problem, Brian. I, I cannot. Yeah, exactly. It's your problem. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think that and and also the self-care little bits and being okay and owning that like even even if it is if you know like yeah exercising or yeah. scheduling like a bath I start putting scheduling in as Amy is golfing because I feel like that covers all things totally <laughs> and, and I also, don't golf but I feel like it's Amy's golfing as in that's Amy's time for maybe doing something yeah. that I, I'm not even gonna like it makes no difference what it what is. you're doing exactly yeah. um, also golfing as a like thing is literally a half a day imagine you're like I'm going to the bath for half a day. <laughs> That's why you put it in as yeah, golfing. Golfing. So there's no it. You're like, it's a half a day, don't come near me. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> and then I, I I um I have a night with friends, so I wanted to make sure in December, like you know, planning the yeah. December diary. And I wanted to make sure that I was not around the next day because I that's where I fall down. And that's what I because my husband works a lot of weekends. Yeah. I yeah. often well, yeah, I'll have a babysitter for a Saturday night, but I'm dead the next day. So back up, back up. So yeah, I put in like a go- golfing trip, even though I will literally be in Dublin, but like not a Available for that night and the next until Don't twelve. Look at me. <laughs> Flight gets in at twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Triathlon. I want food on arrival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, even that mention of of self care, I do think you know there's a lot of chat around self care, and it can sometimes sound like a really fluffy, frivolous luxury. Which is not fair. I completely agree, and I actually think that historically, like Irish women and Irish mothers have. Kind of had to sacrifice an awful lot on a personal level, and their job was to hold everything and everyone, and their you know their needs were pushed right down to the bottom, and not really relevant to the point where then there's a lot of resentment and there's a lot of frustration, and I th- I think the Irish mammy does martyrdom in a way that most people don't, but th- it's a massive sacrifice, and I think you know that we're allowed to recognize the things that we need not as like frivolous kind of yeah indulgence as you say and actually as like fundamental things to allow yourself you, to live human a beings with souls and I'm like this sounds so cheesy I'm going to own it go if we're going to nourish other people and they come to us for that sense of nourishment yeah you need you need a refill yeah. and a factory reset and I think that's it I think that and I you know I know everyone says when oh when, it, when when our parents did it it was easier yes it was less kind of I guess noise and extra stuff and mm-hmm. you know I know there's more women working now than than were back then and whatever yeah. your choice is I, I think I think it was I think so much of it was unfair because I think like that as well even when you look at like maternity care Everything was so limited. Everything mm-hmm. was so basic. And a lot of women's stuff was like, we won't talk about that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Women over a certain age, doesn't matter. We won't mention menopause where yeah. people are talking about it now. All those kind of things. But it, it it is. And I feel it must be hard, I guess, in a way for my mum's generation to look at um, 
ours, even though she kind of goes, I don't know, you manage the ma- like the ma- the mentalness of it. Yeah. B- but also that there there's choice as well, and that there you can you know for the most part, I, I guess there 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 is some choice, and 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 society has changed so much. Well, not fully, but like you know, it's it it it's a it's a there's lot different a shift for than sure, yeah. yeah than than it was. And I and it's sad because I often do feel silly going, oh, I'm going to go for a facial and those kind of things. I was just thinking yes. about a facial. I remember, and actually, I'm bringing my mum for one tomorrow, but I remember saying. I'm going for. She was like, "What are you like? What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah. I oh Jesus, that's lovely, isn't, isn't it? That, isn't that great for you? you know, but it's like actually that space was seen as you yeah, know, that yeah, yeah, yeah. is not something that's afforded to us, or that we it feels like another world. And I think you know that's a symbol of of closing the door and giving yourself space and giving yourself time for other people. It's whether it's the gym or it's going sure. out with friends, whatever it is. But I do think it's it's massively important. And like you say, it's, it's important not just for you, but it's important in terms of the quality yeah. of of you that you give to those around you Definitely. and those you love. Like. Yeah, I feel like you're really I'm, self-indulgent. <laughs> I'm such a greedy bitch <laughs> with massages. <laughs> no, in fairness, Roy does say to me, he's like, who is that... He's like, who is here to rub you today? (laughs) (laughs) Paolo comes, rubs my feet, literally in my bed. Like Paolo, I, I want, I want Paolo in your own house. D- in my own does house, does anyone I mean, annoy some you? Some people find it creepy. I am into it, and then I can literally just roll over and go to sleep. Roll into bed. Roll it. I'm already in bed. Are you? Oh, oh you know, li- no, literally, I am in bed rubbing me. Do you go to sleep sometimes? And he just creeps out. He just creeps out. <laughs> Yeah, and then I transfer the money. It's like a bit filthy. <laughs> Say transfer the man. And Roy goes to bed. Oh, transfer the money. Yeah, <laughs> leave the money at the bedside. Yes. Good night. Good night, sweet angel. Good night, Paula. That is that's an absolute oh, it's dream. Glorious, honestly. And sometimes if I have a mental week, I'm like, oh, it's like a little no. It's like a little you know carrot that I know is coming on a. Thursday or something I'm like oh no it's fine, fine. I found this amazing woman who does uh, she rub your feet in bed <laughs> she doesn't come to my bedroom <laughs> hang on let me call her call her uh, so we've got an updated <laughs> routine we're going to do um, but she was uh, she does Ayurvedic Ayurvedic oh. massage and kind of nearly like gives you life coaching at the beginning oh and then God. full body massage I was like this is and I leave a new a new person will she travel to London on a Thursday. I thought you were going to travel. No, okay, 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 Angela. Yeah, she, she, well, I don't know. Maybe you no. should go to her before you leave. Oh, yeah. She's great. Wow, but, I love that. But I, 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 listen, whatever your poison is, and yep. it's not, and again, I'm, you know, I'm basically equating it to a bad thing, but it's a really good thing. And, mm-hmm. and all the things, I think, as well, with pregnancy and being a mum and all those things that you do sacrifice, that it's seen as a bad thing, which is, which is... Yeah. Do you know what I need to get better at? Relaxing in the bath. I feel like you can have a bath. I'm in the bath and I'm already going, oh, really? I need to. Okay, do you bring your phone into the bath? Yeah, Yeah, that's got to stop. But I'm listening to an audio book. Okay, so it's a way, way ish. No, it's you're on your phone. I mean, it could potentially fall into the bath and then (laughs) I I die and then I need a new bath. (laughs) I think it's got to be a tech free bath. So do you close your eyes or read? Sometimes read, but it's like candlelight. I don't know what the lighting's like in your bathroom. It's not great in ours. So lights have got to be off. Candlelight is the thing. Because again, it's like if you want to go back to the caveman time, it's telling your brain, it's night time. Prepare yourself for sleep. Honestly, you'll have... I don't know what, you, like, do you have trouble sleeping? Do you know what? Again, talking about people and um, these amazing, what do you call them? Proce- procedure sounds. Um, <laughs> like we're being routines. experimented on. No. 
like like treatments treatments there okay. you go procedures procedure yeah to the other procedure <laughs> I was disaster sleeper when my after my two my my first two were born very close together and I felt like I was on a rolling no sleep pattern for three years amazing that's gonna be good for your head and your general well-being oh and personality. God, yeah, I do. I have a friend who said you were quite manic at that stage. I think yeah. I was just like, you know, when you're overtired and you're like that uh, hyper, hyper, hyper aware. I That's where I go Hypersensitive, hyper everything, everything, everything. Yeah. Yes. Everything's up. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're like... Survi- your survival. You're like wide-eyed. It's panic, panic almost. And that's what a friend of mine explained yeah. it to me. It's like you're being chased by a lion at yeah. all times, yeah. um, which is which is crap. But like, yeah, I, I, I couldn't sleep. I found it impossible to sleep. And then I'd worry about sleep every time I go to, to bed. I'd be like, ooh. So I went to cranial psychotherapy. <gasps> Three it's sessions. I have slept ever since. Shut up. Now, there'd be nights where I'd be like... Up worrying about the Your state head of the world, is busy, yeah, or, yeah, or that you know the kids are awake. Yeah. A baby, oh, I had a baby. Um, you did. Those kind of things. recently. <laughs> what is that noise? <laughs> Hang on, it sounds familiar. <laughs> I'm sleeping. Um, yeah, babies and that, but it was it changed my entire life. Yeah. Um, and again, it's one of those things where people are like, what is that? And it sounds a little bit like it's quite hard to explain it as well, isn't it? The woman. Or man, ho- like just holds head. your head gently <laughs> for an hour. But I mean, it's uh, if you look into the science behind it, it's insane, and it's all the like tiny, tiny manipulation. So if you leave cranial sacral and like, I mean, there definitely nothing happened there. Then that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, there is. It's very hard to explain it to science people. Yeah, and you're like, so yeah, exactly. You lie in a bed, and there's music, and they tell you to drink dandelion tea, and then mm-hmm. they touch you without really touching your head, and yeah. then you go home. But I don't, I don't know what like sorcery it was. But I, I remember her saying, "You're gonna in three sessions, we're gonna have you sleep again," which was amazing that's with the kids. I felt like a new person. Yeah. I felt like I had energy for them, and like my body and my brain so needed sleep. So mm. now I go to bed. She was, she's like, what is the main, what's the main reason you're here? It's like, I, I go to bed and I'm stressed about sleep. Yeah, and my sleep pattern is now, because your sleep pattern is hard to shift it. Yeah. And anyway, I feel like it's, I, I I haven't needed to go back to her, but she she was, she was amazing. Um, and I think it's, yeah, the tiny little, are they called platelets? Platelets. Yeah. I know they're called bo- bones, mm-hmm. I guess. But even, she was like, even if you had like braces at a certain age, it will have like maybe shifted your your face bones. Yeah. So it's, and it's such tiny little incremental movements. It's but it, minuscule. Wow. So, yeah, you can't feel anything. Yeah. But also, um, back to the, I'm obviously obsessed with my own birth. But apparently, like cranial sacral is very popular in babies. Because it is. They go to maternity hospitals. Exactly. So like the, but sometimes, I mean, obviously it wasn't back in the day. No. Could you imagine our mums? Guys. I'm just taking Angela for a little cranial sacral, guys. I'll be back after lunch. I'm going for a flat white on the way home. Exactly. And a flat facial and some cranial. Exactly. See you at six. Yeah. But yeah, so in the like birthing process, whether that's like forceps, imagine in in your little soft noggin that you're like pulled out with the forceps. Obviously your bones and platelets are a bit all over the shop and that can have like an effect forever on you. So a lot of the time it is reshifting those totally yeah well you know you know which is kind of amazing and mental that when the baby comes out um we all know where it comes out guys Mm -hmm. that you it compresses the head yes which it needs to so if you're born if the baby's born by c-section sometimes they will need it's they advise having a little bit of cranial because they haven't had isn't their grant i'm sure they'll be fine without it yeah they don't have the compression so i don't know 
what they do but may, you know if there's sometimes if they're delayed with speech or things like that so look listen it, like I said I don't know who if you know the top paediatricians are backing it but they do a lot, a lot of cranial sacral heads work do alongside work along. <laughs> those guys they do work along alongside maternity stuff you know so when, when Ruby was born she had like bad reflux she was not a good sleeper oh, yeah. like know all about that oh my god she would literally you know she would nap either on me, which meant I couldn't even go for a wee, or she would nap while we moved. So you know this nonsense of sleep when the baby sleeps. I was like, okay, but I can't sleep walk down a busy street while I'm wheeling her. Spooning a tree on a curb. (laughs) Like I finally got her. (laughs) (laughs) Please. But even if I did stop to hug a tree and like lean for a brief moment, she would wake up. And I remember going to my mother-in-law's house and I was like, walked around and she was like looking at me. I looked deranged. And she said... She was kind of like, come on, I'll take her. I'll take her for a walk. I was like, off you go. Good luck. Went, you know, to the school down the road from their house, came back, like as soon as she came back. Anyway, so between that and reflux, I booked her in to see a cranial sacral yeah. therapist. I actually was working on the day and Roy was a total sceptic. He's Same leaned, he's leaned <laughs> in now bit. over time. But at the time he was, oh Jesus. Anyway, in he went to this lovely Frenchman and like Ruby, you know, like a little bag of sugar on the bed. And he's like, you know, over her with his hands and there's, you know, no touching, no manipulation, whatever. And then she let out an enormous, enormous, Enormous fart. <laughs> and maybe more. Fixed. Yeah. Like it could have been a shart. And um, so he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. She had a twist in her gut. And he was like, okay, cool. And away we went. And Roy was like, 70 quid later. He literally put his hand over her stomach. She farted and he said he cured her. I bet she was she a lot was better. Amazing. He's still absolutely devastated that he hadn't got the ability to make her poo on demand. <laughs> But, Literally just a gentle manipulation. Yeah, but it's like quid. if you don't believe it or if science, if you need proof of everything, then you're like, oh, come on, it was total coincidence. But I don't believe it. I don't. I like to believe that there are other things and that it's, you know, obviously with we go to doctors and all those things. Mm. But if you can have, if there's something else that's going to help, that's not going to hurt, bring it on. Bring it do on. You do, cards? do you do cards? Do you get your cards read? Amy, I do. Everything. Literally everything. I'm obsessed with card yeah. reading. I haven't had one in about two and a half years. But part of me, there is a cynical, like... You know, I do. Do I believe it? I'll take all the stuff that's good. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I haven't had one done for quite a while because the last one I got was absolutely stellar. I was like, I'm grand, I'll take that. So I said, I'd leave that now until I'm in a dark place again. And then I'll ring her back up and hope that she, you know, gives me just the same reading. I uh, I had a pretty epic one a couple of years ago as well. It was so specific that I was like, tell me, tell me how that's not science. She was like, literally, like, okay, in five weeks, you're going to get a call for a job in the UK. And I literally did. Shut up. Shut up. She's left. She left Ireland. I don't know where she oh is. Can't track her down. I have an amazing woman wait for this. Give me your digits. That's Jennifer Aniston's intuitive. Stop it. And you cannot find her. I'm not going to name her name, but you cannot find her on the internet and you have to. She'll only take the call when, like, I would have to give you her details and you'd have to go uh, through Angela Scanlon and then she'd go okay Grant and so you have to be vetted you have to be like come with a little yeah she's she's good for business (laughs) (laughs) she's open to your sorcery oh my god I love it I love I find it so fascinating yeah Aldi has everything for new babies and toddlers. No surprises then that our Mamiya range romped home or rompered home with 17 wins at the National Parenting Product Awards. 
including goals for Mamiya Newborn Nappies Size 1, Mamiya Air System Nappies Size 6 Plus and Mamiya Nappy Sacks, making Aldi the most awarded retailer at the awards. So, for mums and dads everywhere, honestly, we couldn't be nappier. Aldi, every day amazing. So what happens with home birth? Because I would never. I was like, yes, I know what I'm doing. Bye, give me the drugs. Yeah. So do you have to kind of see how it goes? I know you're in London, so that you know, if yeah. you, does it happen if you decide? Do you know what? The water's too cold. The, the water's freezing. <laughs> now, when you're on the immersion, <laughs> I'm going to hospital. Well, see, I just think I'll be in my own bath, which is literally my happy place. So I'll stay there oh. for ages, and then you know, when the time is right, we have cream carpets. I don't know how it's going to go. So from upstairs to downstairs, but fine, I'll just slide down on a wrapped in bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby, or, Roy keeps saying, and where, like, where's Ruby going to be? And I was like, well, maybe she'd like to be part of the birthing party. It's like, are you, I saw you. It's like, you're like, a, it's like an animal. Yeah. So I was like, oh yeah, it might be a little frightening for her. Yeah, if she, yeah. If you it might do, be. Could you just do it silently, Angela? <laughs> no, I can't. Sorry, could you keep that down? You're scaring yeah. the kid. <laughs> She's upstairs. <laughs> Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. Put it on volume. Put volume up. Yeah. Um, no, also I think the pressure of that, like of her knocking no. at the door and she's very nosy. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But I really like the idea of it. And last time I had kind of, I don't know, like I was eight centimetres by the time I reached the hospital. Is that bad? No, that's like hit 10 and you're I ended up with section, so I don't even know. I don't know. So 10 centimetres is like, let's go. So I was eight centimetres. I went in. Now, the, literally the worst bit of the birth was when she went rooting up there to, to see how many if you were pregnant. centimetres I was. And she was like, you're eight centimetres. How do they know? Do they go with a little... I ruler? don't know whether they just know with their hands after 20 years. I'm not yeah, sure exactly. Okay. Maybe she's measured the span, the wingspan from her <laughs> index. To her. I'm not. I'm not. Maybe they have tiny little tattoos <laughs> if you're a midwife or a doctor and they know like <laughs> exactly. a measurement. <laughs> So anyway, went in. I mean, I was in complete denial. So she was born in the 25th. When you had her? Yeah. That's so interesting. Same with me with all three kids. Even though I wanted them and yeah. knew I was having them, I was like, shut down. Sh- complete shut, shut down. down. So she was due on the 28th of February. She was born on the 25th of February. But in my mind, now this sounds absolutely bonkers, but I had stopped working only a couple of days before. And... I was convinced that she was going to be born on the 14th of March. Like for no reason. No, she's going to be two weeks over. And so I had decided that's the two weeks I get to, you know, pack and do the whole nesting business and like just get everything done. And it was, I mean, it it was so, I was so positive that I hadn't even packed my hospital bag. We arrived into the hospital completely unprepared and she was like you're eight centimetres dilated and I was like okay well, what does what does that mean she's like you're going to have a baby and I was like when when <laughs> now honestly the pure terror I was like what and bring her what and then we leave with the child what we've brunch tomorrow 
Oh yeah, no dinner with Amy Thursday. Oh um, but it's it, I think it is a self preservation. Like it's so overwhelming and and you feel so vulnerable and so scared. But but uh, listen, you would have thought on the third I would have maybe cracked that and oh, you know, know knew what was coming. I think there's a scariness no matter what is happening that it is there's a slight. It's not unsore. It's um, not. It's not unsore whatever way it comes out. Oh, it's not. Yeah, and it is you know this whole other person. And it's all the also the excitement because I always think you know you can kick it down the road and you kind of go of course and I, there's a new person coming and I'm going to love them but like you haven't really processed that yet because you don't know them I completely and, agree and, and it's I think, all the thing in one day it's so much yeah. and there's so much focus on the birth and the labour and what's your labour plan and what's your playlist and have you got snacks and da 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 and then you think oh nobody really told me there's going to be a baby at yeah. the end of this. So in my mind, I was kind of approaching it like it was a physical challenge, like it was doing a hell and back or a marathon or something. <laughs> kind of. So I was like, okay, yeah, no, I've, you know, I've got this. So yeah, my, my theory is, so when I went in and then everything kind of slowed down and I think that was like these lights and the kind of everything looked so medical, which in my mind was was quite a scary thing. So in my head, I feel like I'm at home. It's more chilled. Yeah. I don't know whether that's a like control thing or Can Paolo be rubbing your feet? Oh listen so the, do- the door will be knocking every two minutes there'll be somebody else coming in rub my head In between contractions <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is a way to do it out the bath out, out your little feet out the end of the bath but it's lo- you know and, and a completely different experience What happens if you decide like is there a point where you can't go into hospital if you decide to have your baby at home? Um, I don't know When it's half out I guess, <laughs> I guess when it's half out the ship has sailed babe I'd okay. say you're better off staying at home But obviously a mid or a do Oh God, yeah, yeah. Like a midwife, midwife will come. I mean, I'm saying I'm doing it. I haven't really like done a massive amount of research yet. Hopefully, Um, but although I was filming the other night, and at the end of it, I wore a dress that was quite voluminous. And I think whether I was pregnant or not, people may have thought like it was, it was billowy. Yeah. And she (laughs) she came up at the end of the show, and she's like, "I'm a midwife," as if to say. You're grand. You're if grand. anything happens, I was oh. like, are you kidding me? I was in like, you could have had the kids then. <laughs> At any given moment. Oh, I was like, oh my God, I didn't realise it was this unflattering. <laughs> you, I can't even, I don't even, can't even no, see your pregnant. It was a fashion dress. Oh, is it, was it, so, this is yeah. fashion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, 100%. A midwife, for sure. Two of them, maybe. I don't know how it works. So do you... I don't know how that works. Do you... Are, I feel like doulas are a thing in the UK. Doulas are a thing, yeah. And is that somebody who, to, tell, to tell you everything's good for the whole of the pregnancy? See, I think a doula is somebody who, you know, yeah, kind of is with you throughout the, like, latter half of, half of, part of, I don't know, of the the journey and is more about, like, the health of the the health of the mother, mm-hmm. prepping the body, making sure you're eating the right things, da da da. But also, I think I think a doula is more around the like spiritual side of of birthing, and like the maybe there's like a bit of overlap with the whole hypno birthing thing. I don't know. I didn't really do that. I was so arrogant. I was like, I've done Headspace a few times. <laughs> I take baths, guys. I'm grand. <laughs> I can do mindfulness. There's no golden thread here. So. Which is like, breathe the baby out like a golden thread. I was like, like a golden cow, you like mean? <laughs> thread. A thread. <laughs> we would not all be discussing and worrying about this for years and centuries if it was a thread. Exactly. Um, do, do, you, yeah. do you have to practice stuff though? Like, do you have to train? 
Um, with hypnobirthing, I think yeah. you do. I didn't. Okay. You know, I just had my playlist, which, by the way, was way too short. Hosier would come on. Three I'm like, songs. right, get rid of him. Take me to church. She was born to Stormzy, which I kind I of love it. Love like, come on, darling. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Yeah. There was a bit of cranberries on there, but like, I mean, it was on a loop. Do you have to let it linger? That's a good one. Yeah. You're like, get on it. Get out. Zero. Li- I'm over the lingering. Come on. <laughs> On the stool. I don't. I do not like this angry. Yeah, yeah. But I did also afterwards. I did. You ever get the placenta tablets done? No, I thought about it this time, and then I stopped thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I decided to stop thinking about not it. Not that I would be adverse to, but I again, I just I kind of. I don't know. I, I think it's, again, fascinating. And actually, that is science, isn't it? Rather, like, that probably well, makes more sense than somebody dancing over your head with a feather. <laughs> with a feather. I'll take both at the same time. <laughs> Cover all bases. But I think, I mean, there's two schools of thought. Okay, so I got them made into placenta tablets. And again, Roy's like, oh my God, honestly, the first person I met after I had a baby was a courier with, like, your placenta on ice because it has to be rushed off in a in a little cooler bag to the the lad waiting outside to like whip it down. I don't know what they do. They dry it. They crush it. It tastes like eaten meat tablets. Yeah, and but I you don't swallow really it. You don't have to put it in a Nutribullet. That would be worse. No, no, no. So Plasagna. <laughs> oh my God. We did Plasagna on the barbecue. <laughs> Some people do that. I, I just couldn't. I mean, eating the meat tablets was enough for me. I did read, I don't know whether it was placebo. Anyway, I'm all about it. So when you talk about science, so people are like, oh, but animals, you know, eat their placenta. So it must be what we are kind of should do. But then there's two theories around that. So one that you would eat it from a nutritional kind of um, like rebuilding your body up. Because obviously it's this like, have you seen the placenta? I mean, It's mental. I've never It's like the lungs. It's like the lungs. It's one of those things where I'm like, don't need to see. Get away. It's like like a lung. It's like a lung. They're large though. They're big. Would you realise how much like weight and space it's also taking up in there? I know. Yeah. A lot of gear and like veiny kind of like a Tree trunk. Wow, like a tree trunk <laughs> lung, if you can imagine. But I mean, that, they're kind of the same. They both breathe alive. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, but, so that's the kind of vibe. Anyway, the other school of thought is it's that the, oh, it's absolutely revolting. And the only reason that animals do it is so that they're like prey, so that the lion doesn't see like a, a placenta and then know, oh, Scanlon's after having a baby, she's an easy target. There's a lion cub and a mother who's just given birth. So they eat the placenta so that there's no trace of vulnerability and Both like, make fresh sense. Motherhood. I wish we could ask them. Go, Me guys, t- two blinks, Simba. if it's for this. Tell us. <laughs> Literally ask. <laughs> local dogs. Do you actually enjoy it or is it for survival? Yeah, guys, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah two wolves for, no, it's gross. <laughs> two wolves. I don't, I don't, I don't, even know I don't think dogs eat their placenta. I don't even know if they have a placenta. Uh, I'm sure they, I'm sure everyone does. I mean, they must, but I have seen a kitten be birthed and they didn't have a little sack long after it. One kitten? Just one. Is that all? I, I thought I they don't all know. had to have a litter. I mean, they probably do, but this was Mitzi, our old cat. And I woke up one Sunday morning. I was like, oh, Jesus, there's a rat coming out of Mitzi. We <laughs> Did didn't you not know. know. We didn't know she was pregnant. And she was like running around with this little wet thing. <laughs> did you get, did you get, <laughs> I mean, she it, was fine, but we were not geared for that. Did you keep as the a kit? family? Did you keep the kitten? We kept the kitten. Yeah. Wow. Is that your like there rural must have been lifestyle? More, yeah. <laughs> What were you like? What were you like as a kid? Oh God! What don't was go what there. was Minnie Scandula? She was um, feral. 
Love it. Yeah, yeah. We were quite feral. Four girls, but we were like, yeah, literally out in the fields. But having had sisters, do you feel like you can relate to your daughter in a different way? Like I have friends who only had sisters and now only have boys. I think like that's a big jump. I know. I don't know if I could, I don't know how I'd deal if we're, if we're having a boy. I just, in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I can, I can do girls. I get girls. Boys, I, I, I what mean, are they? very hard for me to relate to. Do you have any cravings? Are they the so same? This, they are the same. So it starts with cheese toasties. That is the one, like, I mean, I've ordered them online. Oh yeah. For someone to bring a filthy, melty cheese toastie to me. So that was in the beginning stages. Then it moves swiftly on to anything gelatin-based. Marshmallows, jelly, um, Turkish delights. A friend of mine who was pregnant over the last, she was over in my house about two years ago. She lives in London and she would stay the night in our house. And um, I was like, what do I need to? Br- what do I need for you? Because she was like halfway through her pregnancy. And um, she's like, I just need jellies. I need jellies. And she was saying, again, we're like, we're, God, we're like... <laughs> Anthropologists <laughs> that know nothing. <laughs> she was saying, which I thought was really fascinating, was that again, cavemen, they said, like, they used to eat loads of grubs and everything when they were pregnant. What are grubs? Like, like chewy, like insects. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, so yeah. that's what the little, like, gnawing on the little. Again, I was like, okay. But yeah, that's what she had read anyway. So I had loads of. But also, they'd eat all the bits of the actual animals, I bet. It wasn't just like a lean fillet. They'd be eating all the giblets and all the kind of squeaky bits. Imagine having cravings when there was like no other food except like a, a raw goat. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder they were eating coal. Yeah, Have whatever's exactly. going. Change the scenery. Chewing on flint. <laughs> Guys, I know. Yeah. love an owl. But no, gel- gelatin for me. Which must be something to do with building of the like cartilage. She says it's weird because mm. all of mine were different. I had different cravings. I had different food aversions. So, like, with what all kind of stuff? Well, and with my first, I, it was citrus, citrus. Couldn't get oh. enough citrus fruits. My second, sweets, yeah. like, like absolute sugar, sugar, sugar. Um, uh, and also, weirdly, do you know what's mad? I had pomegranate. I had a really weird craving for pomegranate and natural yogurt when I was pregnant with my daughter, and she is obsessed with it now. It's such a weird niche. No, food. And also, a nightmare if you're really like no, want no, no. it Frozen. right away. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally me like this, picking like, those bloody things like out of that. It's out of a oh head. <laughs> Pomegranates is the worst invention. Though. The worst? Like who invented them? There is a hack though, where you can like cut. Buy frozen pomegranates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably the way to go. That it's done in a factory. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, 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 I know I yeah. know that hack. Oh, there is a hack. There probably there probably is. Or yeah. you do it from the inside out and they Still messy. It looks easy, but it's a pain anyway. I also had cravings for like nice clothes. Oh, yeah. um, And (laughs) treating myself. (laughs) Facial. (laughs) And then with, I had a a bad, I knew that this was bad. It was ice bops at my last pregnancy. Like I couldn't get enough. Why was that bad? I think it was, no, it wasn't bad. But when I, I ended up in a hospital overnight um, with a vomiting thing, okay. actually about this time last year. But I went in and I, because I couldn't eat, couldn't eat anything, obviously, because I was so, I was so sick. I was so sick. But, you know, you need the energy. So I was like, what am I going to do? Um, and I uh, t- texted Brian, I was like, can I drop anything in? And I was like, ice pops. So oh, yeah. drop them in because he couldn't come in. Cooler drop bag. them. With, uh, yeah. They were in a freezer somewhere. So I, the next morning, and I was like, I was like, are you going to eat anything? I was like, I need a cola ice pop. And she was like, yeah, somebody said they were they were hidden somewhere. So she went to look to the hospital. They were like, as all the like the frozen like breast milk. And then behind them was just like a packet, six pack of cola ice pops. Rockets. 
just like okay but it was I I can't tell you the the excitement with that first cold ice pop after 20 I had about 7 a day Mm. ice pops I think whatever keeps you sane is the truth of it yeah it's funny because you like when you're not pregnant it's weird when you go you kind of nearly forget it like even now like my little fella's only 10 months old and I like I can't really I can't remember being pregnant and stuff but it's just it's gone yeah and it's such a weird thing to go can you control your cravings? I think it is, it's so innate. It's like feed me. I remember I used, with, with my daughter, I would be sitting uh, like at the kitchen table with a net of oranges dribbling down my chair, going through them. I was like, how did I even get you pregnant in the first place? She's like, more, more, more citrus, Brian. More, more mandarins. More oranges, Brian. Brian, Brian, get the mandarins. Oh, Christ. It's uh, not a sexy fruit, actually, when you think of it. It's not an easy fruit to mill into quickly. No. And also the smell just fingers, doesn't it? It's everywhere. Like your hands under your, your nails. <laughs> your mugs. It just has like, yeah, flashbacks. Like, oranges! <laughs> Hasn't looked at an orange since. Um, do you read, do you read parenting books? No. Me neither. No. I got, did I read any? There was one that was like about breastfeeding, but I mean, Jesus, it was like the course that I did where they had a knitted boob what? Trying it to add, ah, so like a knitted boob, and then and then a doll, and they're trying to show you how the baby latches on. I'm like, okay, again, we all we so you none don't of us have, have knitted, knitted boobs. boobs. Okay, yeah. no, me neither. No, none of us have them. That doll's mouth isn't even open. I don't know what we're supposed to be learning from this. And anyway, it was an absolute shit show after that. So it didn't really, like, none of it really stayed with me. I think, you know, you're like, oh, let's. I just. I don't know, every baby's different, every birth is different, all the situations. So I'm like, I, I just think you can panic yourself reading all those. Totally. <laughs> and then you can't, you can't plan for stuff that you don't, you don't know, I guess, that's mm. going to happen and all the external stuff or how you're going to feel and what you're going to want to do. A little tidbit, no pun intended, all puns intended, <laughs> of information that I learned is that so much of the time with breastfeeding, um, lip and tongue tie, and it's sometimes not actually kind of until they're at the dentist later when they're yeah. kids and going oh it's really bad and we're like that absolutely affects feeding so yeah my daughter had a tongue tie yeah massive yeah, yeah same with mine and, and it really did tongue and lip and I was like yeah. okay this is this is disaster zone um, who do you go to for parenting advice just friends or yeah, yeah. friends my sister uh Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I read the books. It goes straight to social media. Yeah. No, sometimes I uh, look at like activities on Instagram that I can do, you know. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like, some people are really good at this and very prepared and seem to be able to create an aquarium before 6am and that just... Do you mean like is it crafts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, but I feel like that's a dedicated thing. So yeah. you can just look, yeah, if you look, if you do a few... You just need a box of gear, really. And then you need to take you? a picture while you're doing it and then show them they're all going to go, look at all the things we made together. Yeah, look all how dedicated I was. <laughs> look how dedicated I was to... Yeah, crafting. Yeah, I, crafting. I think people are natural crafters. Yeah, babies. Well, b- um, <laughs> babies? <laughs> no, like little children love yeah. crafting and also so unself-conscious about the sometimes mediocre work they produce yeah and you're you just know. like isn't that is it, what, oh. is, what is that yeah. oh, isn't that isn't that it's thing that we leaf. don't know <laughs> it's a leaf I'm like that's not a leaf one <laughs> 
there's always the mess. I always have to turn around and my crew have already opened lids of glue and like it's, it's seeping down the sides of walls. So I'm just like, if you could just, but then you just, I just, the inner me just wants them to. You literally want to be licking it yourself. Yeah, just yeah. go throw it on the roof. And then I don't. I go, sit there until I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. And then I will help you do it in a really controlled way. We used to go to this little class called Messy Play, which was in like a community hall. And they basically had the, you know, black bags down on the floor. They had little rollers with paint. They had like uh, paper all around the walls. Bath, you know, those little... Maybe you could home birth there. I know. <laughs> little paddling pools full of cornflakes. Shave, so like a shaving thing. foam, yeah. Wow. So you just go in like in a, a little, you know, onesie that you're obviously prepared to th- lose, and like paint everywhere in their hands, on their toes, like doing little things. Oh my that gosh, is she loved pure it. Pure gloriousness. Loved it. Okay, yeah. I feel like that's probably taken a hit in COVID. Gone. It's no longer a thing. Well, they, when is that stuff coming oh, back? I don't know. Because I definitely took the other two to little sensory play groups, but still, he's a little bit young. Yeah. So hopefully that stuff will kind of co- will come back soon and we can go, because it is really cute. And then they, it is, it's the imagination for those kind of things. You're like, oh, oh. Yeah. they Shaving foam. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, magic. It's magic. Mm, know, oh, that's cute. cute. Oh no, they hopefully yeah. will all, like, all come back. Absolutely filthy and a total hotbed for germs. But like, it's good for their immunity. That's what I we think. We were all obsessed with germs back yeah. pre-COVID. Totally. Just like, you know, lick the, eat those cornflakes well, afterwards. That's what I say. And I'm like, you know, dogs, lick, go. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's the microbiome. Yeah. Fill that gut up, baby. Go on, fill your boots before dinner. Lick that floor. <laughs> Have you, are you good at settling on baby names? No, we haven't gone there yet. Have you not? No, I know. So when I'm saying, like, have you not? I'm, I'm really literally me and then I'm four. What are our, what's the list? What's the list? I think people get their knickers in an awful twist about it. I don't know. I think boys' names are, are more difficult. I agree. I feel mm. like there's less, even yeah. though there may not be. But I feel like there is, yeah, there's, le- there's less names. And I think you can be slightly more whimsical with girls' names. Yes. But a boy's name, I don't know. Like, again, Roy does this thing. Any name you come up, he'll come up with some reason why that's going to turn into a slag in school. Like the <laughs> way they can slut, be. <laughs> slag. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that was predestined because of your name. No, but that like somebody will turn that name into a nickname that sounds like whatever. So there's a filter that it has to go through for, for Roy. Um, I get that. I think the guy's probably nicknamed, although you've been called Scan- Scangina. Scangina, yeah. <laughs> so no, but that's all good. Um uh, yeah, I, yeah, there is probably or the initials, um, but there's nothing you yeah. do. Like, no, it's Grant. It's yeah. Grant. I did have because I thought I was having the opposite sex of everything that I had. Okay, um, so you had loads of girls' names prepped. Loads of girl, loads of boys' names at the beginning. Loads of girls' names, um, and then I, I'd get Brian to do this thing in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> just going, okay, leave the room. They come into the room and tell me a story with the kid's name in it. So to me to think, that, oh, that's a nice name. Oh, okay. like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> do it. Look what I've been through. <laughs> just appease me. <laughs> Little role play here, Bod, okay. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, you just kind of go, I hope I like this name. But you, do, you will. Do you know what I don't understand as well? The, and listen, each to their own. People go, I'm just going to see what they look like. They all look really like squished red things. So I'm like, you will have the name that I like. Yeah, you know, I think it's bizarre. How do you know that they a don't. squishy little person is going to be a, an Angela or an Amy? And they look quite different now. So they're completely. <laughs> I look back and I go, which one was that? They're I just know. like little little turkeys packaged in a butcher. Yeah, 
It's like all the little, the little, 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 little piece of ham. I know. Um, yeah, which yeah. It, I mean, it's hard to name those, but I think just totally. With what I you like. do, we, well, we had Ruby. We didn't have a boy's name, so I don't know how that would have played out. You know, there's some people who are like six weeks later we're still debating. Oh, I know. Name. I, I know a lot of a few of those. Yeah. Three, a few months in. I know. And they're just called baby, or somebody who's changed the name three months in. That's a that's a big. But I get as well if you're like, okay, just just rip the plaster off if yeah. you decided you hate it. Yes. What's your Christmas plans? We're back in Ireland, hopefully. I mean, last year we had to do two weeks quarantine and then, you know, up and down the country, which is our usual thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be, we'll be back. All going well. Christmas, I say, is, is, is getting to the good crack stage now, Santa. Oh, it's so magic. It is literally magical, yeah. amazing time. Yeah, it really is, actually. Even when, you know, the car is stuffed to the brim and you can't breathe for 17 hours on the way home. Yeah. It's fine. It's lovely. And Do you like, like Christmas in Ireland? I guess that's... Have you ever yeah. not had it? Never not had okay. it. Okay. And my birthday's around Christmas as well, so it's always like, oh, I love Christmas. But... What day? Are you the 20th? 29th. 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 My little fella's the 28th. You guys can have a joint birthday party. Capricorns. What's <laughs> is the it, theme? He's a Capricorn. Is he, and what does that mean? He's deadly. He's deadly. Okay. Hardworking goat. Oh, little goat. Yeah, very, like, focused. Okay. I don't know. I have a rising Leo. It makes a lot more sense. You're a Leo, are you? No, I'm an Aries, which we all have a bad name. No, Aries are magic. But I always think people think we're like, like, yeah, hot-headed and fiery and like little bucking rams. (laughs) Bucking (laughs) rams? What's the symbol for an Aries? A a ram. Is it? Yeah, I think. I'm not great into star signs, which is confusing because I should be. So I would go to pay somebody to tell me and I'm going to get a job next through Mm -hmm. a a card of... (laughs) Some things. I actually have some cards in my bag. Do you? <laughs> do you? I went to the Hill of Tara yesterday. Jesus, she and looks I got a these. little bit scary. Tell me what she I'm going to get for Christmas. The Wisdom of the Ancients, Jane, it's called. Mac. Okay. Tell me what, tell so, me what Christmas I have no idea. Like. I literally, what, 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 I'll get you these for Christmas. Pick a card. Is this, uh, sorry, I'm all. I'm, I literally have what, no what's idea. What's this for? Is this going to be my general future? I mean, I, uh, let me see. I think it's just, you know, feel into it. <laughs> feel into it. I felt into that. Do I look at it? You look at it, yeah, go, read it there. Actions. Do oh. not wait for others around you to change the world, for you have the power to change yours. Your time has no respect for nature and the wisdom it speaks. You forget you exist in a living land. Very true, I'm an actor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you may pour poison into oh. its skies and waters. Take from it and give nothing back. Ooh. Tip the balance, so you, that's me going for a facial. Um Giving nothing back to, to you, parasites. I'm going for a facial. Tip the balance so you see certain animals as enemy to be exterminated. Me staying up to watch for the lions. Yet if each one of you loved your homeland and your personal actions reflected nature, things would change very quickly. Like in a bad way or a good way? Good way, I'd say. Okay, good. Yeah. I don't know what I have to do to affect that change, but just I'm like look at it. look at the land. Look at my land. Look <laughs> at the land. That oh, it's from your ancestor, by the way, Lakota Sioux. I oh, don't know where great, she's my from. Great, great grandmother. Yeah. I never knew it was her. That's amazing. That's amazing. What can come out of it? It's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't need to do, do. Who do you think you are now? I just know from your pocket cards. Have you ever done? Who do you think you are? No, I was. I was asked to do it, and I would love to do it again. Uh, again, you didn't do it. Yeah. I would do it again in the future. I think at the time, my uncle was kind of a bit resistant to knowing exactly kind of what happened to their family which obviously I can understand because um, my dad's heritage are Jewish and Mm -hmm. you know they all lived in Poland so I get I get that the reality of of knowing that knowing the detail yeah Yeah. exactly so um, but actually weirdly since then he's like actually it would be kind of nice to know so who knows we'll see down the line I would probably be uh, 
a blubbing mess, but it'd be, it would be really interesting. But we always laugh because obviously my mum my always says like, you know, like everyone assumes your dad's side of the family would be more interesting. She's like, what if like your great, great grandfather was like a mass Murder. murderer? <laughs> the goss is in Wexford, lads. Yeah. But I mean, also kind of amazing, no? Oh, listen, like what you don't want is apparently they do like all of the research. So if you said, I'd really like to do Who Do You Think You Are? They go away and research. And then if you've got like just a really boring family, they say, oh, thanks, but we can't get an hour out of this. <gasps> they, they let you go? Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, well, so yeah. you want a bit of you want you a, need bit a bit of goss. goss. Otherwise, need a bit of it's a pretty boring hour. <laughs> so you're prime. like, let's hope we had some absolute <laughs> strays. <laughs> but you know, it would be lovely to do that. That you can then hand on to your own kids I and go. This is magic. Yeah, this is we've done. Well, when we I say like a full production team <laughs> in a, in a stu- stu- we've created a family tree, babe. <laughs> Watch and learn. Yeah. They've done all the work. No, I have you ever done it? No, I've never done, and I would love to do it. Love to do it. Because um, I just think there's Are something... Are you 100% Irish? Don't know. Want to do one of them DNA tests. I mean, look at me, babe. I think I might be. Yeah, but I get... Uh, you could, you'll you have Celtic warrior in there. Yeah. So who knows Irish, where no. you... You're Viking <laughs> Yeah, there princess. might be a bit of Viking. Yeah. Yeah. Scandala, thank you so much for Scandina. coming in. Scandina. I hope the Scandina clears up. I hope it never clears up because you're magic. And I love having to. Thank and you enjoy so your pregnancy. Much. I hope... That little nugget swims out, does the backstroke. Oh, Paolo comes in, gives you a foot rub, and you're both kip for like months. <laughs> That's my plan. 40 days, like Jesus in the desert. I'm ready, I'm like, guys. Don't look at me, just feed me. Yeah, feed me, feed me. Roll me, roll me. So you don't get bed sores. And then you're up. Then you're up. Summertime. Back in the game. Woo, ready. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you look fantastic. Thanks. And I loved you too. our chat you as too. always. Bye. 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 Thank you so much to uh, Angela Scanlon for coming in and chatting. I always love catching up with her. She is a little ray of light and we wish her all the best with her new baby. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Please do all the things that you do out there to give us a virtual hug in the podcast land. Like like and subscribe and tell your friends and tell all your parenting people, whoever they are. Like I guess people who have kids or don't have kids and who are just interested in two people cackling at each other. Um, And thank you so much and we'll see you the next time. Feel free to tell us all your hopes, fears and dreams at aldi.ie forward slash mamiya. Aldi has everything for new babies and toddlers. No surprises then that our Mamiya range romped home or rompered home with 17 wins at the National Parenting Product Awards, including goals for Mamiya newborn nappies size 1, Mamiya Air System nappies size 6 plus and Mamiya nappy sacks making Aldi the most awarded retailer at the awards so for mums and dads everywhere honestly we couldn't be nappier Aldi every day amazing